Welcome to another session of Personal Mastery. Dr. Tepiso Matenchi joins us once again. Doc, good morning. Good morning, family. How are you guys? We are okay under the circumstances, given what happened on Saturday, Doc. uh, We are okay. We will be okay. (laughs) That's the bottom line. We're very happy, Doc, with the outcome. Uh, I speak for the entire team. For your, for your <laughs> kind words. Uh, some of us understand this road that we are on. <laughs> and we need to <laughs> I think every Kaiser Chiefs fan needs a personal mastery journey. There's no doubt about that. So um, let's talk about um, today's one. Doc, I mean, we, myself and Pearl, gave some examples of our own personal experiences. I mean, I've got sisters and brothers everywhere. And some I've met, some I haven't. And um, I don't even know how I will handle that situation when the time comes. Should I be bringing them into my life to meet my family and my children, etc.? These are all the thoughts in my head. So let's talk about this. I mean, if you know that you've got siblings out there, whether uh, it's through rumor, whether you know for a fact, or maybe you meet them for the first time at a family gathering or setting of whatever nature, how should one handle a situation like that? Well, um, uh, disclosure, I'm also in the same situation as you and Pearl, and I got the privilege of meeting my half-siblings at the age of 42. Um, And what I want to put out there is that um, there's always somebody that you know who might have gone through the experience. So it can be an empowering position for you to find out, talk to other people and let them share their experiences. Because there are stories out there where it can be a positive experience. And um, I know people who feel that it has given them a sense of belonging because finally there's another person who biologically shares the makeup with you and understands mm. you. Uh, and as that means on Utataku calls it invalapiaku, you know where you come from and you get a sense of, you know what, I, I am okay because there's other people like me. Um, it's also helping you in terms of affirming your sense of identity, your sense of self. So that is also a positive thing, especially when you feel like you never really truly understood who you are and where you come from and where you are going. And now that you know your roots, you you know, you've met your half-siblings, then you understand then who you, who you are like. Um, and then I think for other people, it, it can give them a sense of closure in terms of knowing what it is that you missed out on and that you're not alone. Because if you're all with a bunch of half-siblings because your father has left all of you, you meet together, you realize, ah, we've got a shared experience, we've got something in common. And then you are able to have that sense of brotherhood or sisterhood or siblinghood that you are looking for. So that can be a positive thing. But I guess today when I was framing the conversation, I wanted to say, let's not over-romanticize it. Because as an mm-hmm. adult, when you are meeting your half-sibling, uh, there's a couple of things that you need to go through for yourself before you jump into it so that you are clear about what you're getting yourself in. Like this conversation, obviously, is a bit different to when you're having vulnerable children and would we'll be going through it uh, from a different perspective because with minor children, if you want them to meet a half-sibling, the kind of conversations we're going to cover is very different. So let's stay with the adult child. So there's a couple of pointers that I want to take people through and I would love for people to share as well because these experiences obviously differ based on individuals based on personal circumstances but also the circumstances under which you are a half-sibling because if you're an illegitimate child and you're coming into a family where your father has established a new family and you're coming in you're the outsider it's very different to when all of your half-siblings 
your moms were left with you guys and then you are meeting but you don't necessarily have a close relationship with the new family that your that your dad has or you never had one so those types of contexts differ and the trauma that goes it also would make the types of responses very unique to individual to individuals in those circumstances I mean, there's also a real fear here because you don't know what's going to happen, Doc. Rejection, maybe certain other truths will be revealed. Maybe you grew up knowing one particular story around why Papa or Mama was never around and then you get introduced to your siblings, your half-siblings, and they tell you a different story, all of that. So how do we, or should, how should we relate to this fear? I guess is what I'm trying to say. It will be there at times. How do we relate to it? So the first part is, you need to do some housekeeping. Understand first that now that you know that there's half siblings, obviously you've always suspected probably or you've even, even been told on the street that there's another child can tell that the other street looks like you. Or some people might have approached you. I know a lot of people are being approached on Facebook and social media that I am your, we are siblings, I'm your sister and your mm. brother. But do your own housekeeping. Take the time to figure out for yourself. What are your needs? And when I say needs, Perhaps I also mean what is your baggage, the fact that you are rejected, you struggle with the fact that your dad left your mom, and when, she, when he left your mom, he also left you, the fact that you grew up in poverty, you had to struggle, or that uh, more flavor, you are successful and you've got all of these things around you, mm-hmm. and if you're going to let people in, everybody else who you've let in, they take advantage of you. So figure out first what your baggage are, because you need to address your baggage issues, because coming into the new family as it is, because you're be constituting a new family with your half-siblings. You might have some of those baggage or needs being triggered, not fulfilled, being exacerbated, and then you might just bring your old trauma onto the new situation and contaminate the situation. So figure out first what your need and your baggage is. Secondly, what are your expectations of them? You know, sometimes when you watch TV, I mean, um, I watch this BBC show that's called Long Lost Family, where you see the white people, and I say the white people meeting into their half-siblings. It looks so romantic. It is so beautiful. Mm. They hug each other. They compare notes. They look at pictures. They say, I look like you. You look like our mom. And then they mm. talk about the story about why the other one was not there. And it's always very heartwarming. But there's also stories that are actually very disappointing. But I think those do not make it on TV um, very often, at least in terms of that program. But in terms of my experience, in terms of the work I do, you can get your expectations sorted. You can get them disappointed. So be clear about what your expectations are. And then also understand what your deal breakers are, as well as what the opportunity costs are. And here's, an, here's what I mean. There's people who brought you up. Maybe your mom single-handedly brought you up and there's other half-siblings you have from your mother's side of the family. Mm. And other people that you've adopted. And now when you're going to jump ship and go to that person who abandoned you and now going to establish a new family, there could be hurts and traumas that you are awakening in your biological or your old family. Because now as you, as you venture into the new family, it's like you are rejecting them. So while we mm. must understand that there may be issues that we might have, like uh, perhaps those issues of being disappointed, of being rejected, of not being wanted and wanting to come in, you might also be evoking those issues in other people who've been there throughout. I know a lot of moms say, I brought you up alone. What are you doing looking for the person who left you? Why are you trying to make a new family when you already have a family that has made you who you are? What more could you want? And it's an affirmation I say to that parent or to those siblings that they're not good enough because now you're venturing into you. So those types of things, you need to be clear about them and then have conversations with people that you need to have conversations about before you jump in blindly and think it's just going to be romantic.
Mm. Dr. Tepisoma Denchi joins us. It is personal mastery. And today we're talking about this experience of meeting your half siblings later on in your life when you're an adult, you are all grown up now, you are layered as an individual because you have been through life. And now you've got to confront this reality. And the question is, how do you do this? What are some of the experiences that you are likely to go through? And what is the overall impact on your setup? We'll uh, continue to uh, engage on this. In fact, in a moment, we'll read some comments as well coming through on social media. You can hashtag The Morning Flavor and tweet us. Metro FM, we are the epitome of never giving up, never giving in. No matter what they say, we do us. And doing us is giving our best to you. We got you covered all day, every day. We're not done. Metro FM, it's where you're at. All right, we have some comments coming through here on this discussion. We're having meeting your half-siblings later on in life when you are an adult. But this one is uh, slightly different, but on the same point. It's from Stu underscore Shy saying, I have plenty of siblings from my dad's side. I met them when I was eight. I have a relationship with some of them. Uh, I have a sister who was born the same year as me as well, but a month before me. <laughs> sure. That is the comment there. Doc, and then we start to do this, don't we? Like, okay, we start to figure out, okay, when was this one mm. born? And what were the circumstances? What was happening? How, but if I was born in the same year as this one, does it mean Papa was with both Mama and the other lady? I mean, there's all these other things that, that, that come about, Doc, and sometimes it's a lot to handle. Yes, it is. Uh, and when you are not, when you are away, as a busy asking those questions that they are messing you up, they are creating turbulence in your life. Be honest about it and go and deal with them. Because if you are expecting that other people are going to make you feel better, and the one mistake that I made, for example, was to go back to my mom and then unleash on her, just try to decant everything on her. And her point was, okay, so you went to Wakota Muchichi, what do you know? You come to me, you want me to play it for you. And at that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so insensitive. But the reality is that whatever issues she had to deal with as my mom for being abandoned with a small child, when I was coming back with my new traumas at 42 and coming back, I was unleashing on her. And that was re-traumatizing her. So it was important for me to be able to step away. Now, I'm a psychologist. I should know better, but I didn't. And the point is, when some of those traumas are evoking you, other people are also going to suffer in the same way. And when you have not yet been able to deal with them and you go to your old family trying to get support, you might also be creating trauma for them. But they might not be having the capacity to help you anyway. After all, they were just surviving to just make it work, to get the best out of you. So one of the things that I would like for you to understand is that you need to keep an open mind. Because you you are you are not the same person, and the person who contributed to your being has not necessarily contributed to you becoming the other that you are. The values might be different, the personality, the characteristics, the genogram in terms of the family might be different. So when you are coming as a new person, you are not necessarily new as a person, but you are new to them. They don't know you. So you need to check what, how you are and how you are engaged with them. But also be open to who they will be because of they don't necessarily know you. And sometimes when we, meet, we try to impress people, we try to people please so that we ingratiate ourselves to other people so that they like us and they can feel, oh yeah, it was the right thing that this person is interested. I see other people wanting to prove the point in terms of their work. They want to come in and overcompensate about the fact that now that I am here, can another elder. And they want to give you that authority that you're <laughs> the elder. But if you're yeah. more impressed, 
with the money, you're going to come in with your purse strings and want to impress everybody with the spending. Yes. And that's not, that's not necessarily how you should enter into the family again. Yeah, sure. I know. And Doc, uh, you know, for parents who have passed on, um, normally the child would want answers from um, the the one parent, you know. And what mm. happens in a situation where they're no longer here and perhaps the family isn't also clear on, on what had happened? Who do we get closure for as that uh, quote-unquote outside child trying to come into a new setup? What, what is interesting is that closure is a concept that is very basic, it's very fluid as well, and you might get closer on different things at different times at different levels. But the key thing is, do you understand what are the things that you need to know? Um, here are some of the things that I've learned from working for one season on Utataku, is that sometimes people want closure, but they actually do not necessarily fully understand closure in terms of what. So if you want to know the circumstances around your conception, I remember in some of the episodes finding out that actually this person was raped. That is why the the father was not there. But you are not thinking about it, and the mom did not necessarily articulate it. So be clear about the sector. Um, that if you're going to go in and, and shake the hornet's nest, you may not like what you want to find out. But other things have to do with what Mo just said, where you actually figure out that your dad was too tiny, your mom was a couple of other people. And then that automatically now makes you change your perspective about the dad. Now, remember, we are having the conversation about meeting your half-siblings. No matter what the parents did, it doesn't mean that that is necessarily impacting or reflecting on the half-siblings. These are people mm. just like you. They are siblings like you. They are children. They are products of what has happened. They are not necessarily responsible for what their parents did, just like you are not responsible for what your mom and your dad did. So try to separate the issues. Whatever closure you are seeking, your half-siblings may not necessarily be able to give it to you. But if you're going to ask somebody who is late, you're going to have to make peace if they're already gone, that I don't know, it's okay that I never know, and I need to make peace with it and heal from it. And you would have to understand what that healing looks like because sometimes you think being answered a question that you have is healing and closure when in fact sometimes the answers that you're going to get are not necessarily what you want to get and then it opens even more so do that self-work on your own first before you try and get answers from other people to try and give you closure when in fact you don't really understand what that might be for yourself Mm, indeed, Doc. So many comments coming in as well, and I think we'll wrap up on, on this note. Uh, here's Choms24. Uh, she says, I have a half-brother who is eight, I think. I've never met him, and my relationship with my dad isn't of the best, so I had to ask if he had other kids. Then only I was told, Guti, you have a brother. Another one here, Bafana Mzuli, saying, it is the most uncomfortable thing um, ever. I met my mom at age 19, and a year later she gave birth. I have about 11 half siblings from my dad. I met a new three year old, um, and it's always just, um, it, it always feels like I'm rejecting them because I do not know what to say or how to act around the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just exactly speaking to a lot of what you said, Doc, this morning. So, indeed, yeah, yeah. a very, very important. Uh, conversation this morning. Look, we're out of time, but uh, <laughs> thank you once again, uh, Dr. Madenji, and I hope you're going to have a great week. And to you too, and ask you to achieve, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, like double actions and down. This guy is the limit. But I am fully uh, married into the chief family and I remain committed. 
<laughs> yes, your our pain is your pain, Doc. So never run away from me. Thank you. Have a wonderful Monday. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, sharp, sharp. <laughs> All right, sharp, sharp. Okay, we're done as far as the morning flavor is concerned. Have yourself a great Monday and a great week ahead. Make every minute of your week count. Coming up next is The Bridge from 9 to 12. From us, it's a good morning, a good day, and good vibes. Metro FM. It's where you're at.